There you are. Hello, how you doing? I'm just great. I'm just mm. great. How are you? I am doing good. Starting off this week on vacation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say anything because I had the day off, sort of. Girl, I woke up. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. And I slept until like six. And then I rolled over a bit hungover and um, Neander just kind of got up, walked around. And I'm like, I got to do my podcast stuff and my research. So I was able to take my time. I was all comfy. I was happy. And then I see this, and I see the shadow come like, dun, 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 dun. It's crazy. Like crazy. And so my husband, now that he has long hair, (laughs) his has a shadow (laughs) and he has a, his hair's all standing up. So it looks all weird. The shadow. It made me laugh, but scared me just for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Sergio the shadow man. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I'm Alma. I'm Yvette. We are Tipsy Tales. Tales. (laughs) And hello again this week. Thank you all for who have... Wow, let's try that again. (laughs) We had some whiskey. I promised some whiskey last week, and um, I totally forgot about it. But this week I did not. I came with a grocery bag um, with wine, whiskey. She came bearing gifts. The best gifts. Always the best gifts. It's magic juice. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we started with the whiskey. We did, definitely. So how was your weekend? It was good. Um, I did want to do a corrections-ish. I don't even know what to even call it. (laughs) Okay. So, anyways, um, I actually put up on our story a picture of the tortured and thought it was a torturer. <laughs> oh, the it was witch. brought to my attention. Um, what was the name of the house? I know what you're talking about. Well, she was a strangled, not yeah. the strangler. <laughs> so, my apologies. I'm not laughing at that fact, but yeah, that happened. <laughs> Oh my God, you're hilarious. (laughs) Other than that, how was your weekend? Good, good. How about yours, my dear? It was, it was all right. Yeah? Except for, I got some um, really sad and devastating news for myself personally. What was that? Daughter announced to us that she's uh, moving out on her own. Girl, that sucks. I totally hear you on that. (laughs) Yeah, and I was already, like, mentally preparing myself because my son is getting ready to move out, my youngest son, and him and he's moving out with my oldest, and they're looking for a house right now. So that wasn't going to happen until probably early 2019, like, maybe January. I was mentally preparing myself for that, Aww. and she uh, she just Sprung ripped off you. the Band-Aid. Like, I hadn't even put my purse down. I walked in the door, and I was like, what's going on in your room, and blah, 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 because she's decided to do some spring cleaning, well, and preparing herself to move. She was, like, purging all her stuff, and she's, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just cleaning. I was like, it looks like you're moving out, and she's like, well. Oh, no. So, anyways, that just sent me off into a. The depths of despair, I'd like to call it. <laughs> we will mark this calendar. <laughs> yeah, so that 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 was my uh, my Friday and my Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. That's awful. I know until the I moved out, it was it was rough for me too. Um, yeah, I we've bought 
till the bitter end and then she left so it, i i hear you yeah i don't want to leave on that out i just yeah. smarter I'll, than me I'll, definitely <laughs> i'll cry in my pillow <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i'll bring wine okay all right well you know these are our therapy sessions so yes, therapy ma'am. has begun therapy clink. Has- hold on clink therapy has begun but I still have whiskey in my glass. Yeah, girl, you're a slow drinker. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Especially when it comes to whiskey. Eh? No doubt. So I actually went um, looking for another Halloween wine. So as I'm stumbling around Total Wine, because, you know, I'm all about the uh, the testers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I was looking at them. I'm like, well, we did that one. I really did that one. That was not scary enough. Let's see if I can find... Uh, cooler label so i ended up coming up with um hobnob wicked red wine it's supposed to be limited packaging for halloween which i didn't know about up until i was researching it earlier it's a 2006 it's a red blend the region is france so it's not bad the big thing with a lot of French wines, why I tend to stay away from them, is that they usually have to be aerated or decantered. Um, and they have to sit for a while, and then they all always then they have a very small window to be drunk, <laughs> drank. We, we will be drunk. We will be drunk. Attached, no. <laughs> so, I got to Alma's. We poured some whiskey. We decantered, aerated, and so um, this wine. I'm totally decantered right now. Are you decantered right now, yeah. girl? I need to serve you some wine, wine, wine. So hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Shoot it! Just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, this wine is supposed to have the winemaker's notes, which I did post on IG on our story, not so much our feed. Um, It's a fruit-forward, opulent red blend with hints of oak, roasted coffee, blackberries, mocha, and an eerily smooth finish. Mm. Have it. (laughs) Glunk, 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 glunk. She's she's aerating. Mama, it's, it's fine. Okay. I say swirl it, but it again. Here therapy. We Here we go. It's been a long weekend. It really has. So wow. it's not bad, huh? It's it's happy magic. Well, I juice. just slammed that whiskey, so Com- yeah. Mm. Compared to that, it's gonna feel pretty, yeah. It's gonna taste pretty sweet. So they say this is best paired with barbecue, red meat, and dark chocolate. Damn it! I have strawberries. Dang it! With chocolate. How dare you? I left them in the truck. No, oh. they're on your table. Oh. Well, I guess we'll eat that afterwards. <laughs> I, I was always... actually going to get that and pair it with this. Good. Let's do that. So and by magic. we're back. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said, so by magic. We're back. So it's supposed to be paired with um, dark chocolate, but whatever. It's chocolate. Chocolate and strawberries. Chocolate and strawberries. This. Yum. Try not to uh, chew in the microphone. Okay. <laughs> That's a fucking tasty strawberry. <laughs> Juicy. So juicy. (laughs) All right. I'm going to be super giggly already because I started with the freaking whiskey. Oh, taste it with that wine. Even though it's not dark chocolate, it's pretty tasty. What? The wine with that strawberry. I I just did. I I know. I said, whatever, Alma. (laughs) I'm like, look at me. I have the wine in one hand. I have 
<laughs> strawberry and water. <laughs> You're like, what do you think I'm doing as you dip it in like it's milk? <laughs> Sorry for all the sound effects, people. Mm-hmm. You're the bestesses. Girl, I got you. I knew I got napkins for a reason. Right? It's like you knew. <laughs> so anyways, artwork. I put um, on the scale of 1 to 10, it's a 10 for Asuwami. It's just awesome. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is Asuwami? <laughs> okay. So, my mom, I got a story. There's always a story. <laughs> okay, tell always. me a story. Okay. But um, bum. Anyways, so um, I was talking to my mom one day, and she was talking to me about this amazing kitchen cleaner. It cleans everything. Everything, everything. She's like, and I bought it at the dollar store. Oh my God, I know what you're talking about. So it anyways, does. It is amazing. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, mom, I said, what's it called? And I'm like, what's this called? This magic potion? Because, you know, I still had young kids at home. And so she's like, it's Asuwami. <laughs> I'm like, Asuwami? How the hell do you even spell that? And she's like, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. And I'm writing this down and I'm like, do you mean awesome? <laughs> she's like. <laughs> She's like, oh, I guess. Oh, my God. Your mom's so cute. <laughs> so now that that is forever changed that um, cleaner's no name for us. awesome. It's Asuami. It's Asuami every time. And Sergio was actually telling one of his coworkers about that because he said Asuami. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? So he relayed the story. And she could not stop laughing. <laughs> my poor mama. But that's she wanted to be fancy. <laughs> How cute. Did I tell you? Oh, I started to tell you earlier about my new grand dog. You did tell me. You said you were going to show pictures. Yeah, I'll have to show you a picture right now. Okay. But um, anyway, so my son um, just got a brand new English uh, bulldog he got from his friend. And she is adorable. Her name is Osa. She's the ugliest fucking dog I've ever seen, but she's so ugly. She's cute. Those are my favorite. She was like, we were sitting in the front yard with her, like just trying to introduce ourselves to her and stuff. And she's like (laughs) shuffling around, like sniffing in the grass. And it looked like she was looking for truffles. (laughs) (laughs) So freaking cute. Anyway, so I think I'm in love. That's my grandbaby. My grand doggie. <laughs> My grand doggie. <laughs> I'll find you the picture. Okay. So what are you, what are you going to talk to us about today? I'm going to talk to you. Let's try that one more time. I'm going to be talking about a dog. How cute. Oh. God, look at that tongue and that nose. Oh, God. You, you got to post this because that shit is cute as hell. Oh, my God. She And she's got these short little legs. She's oh. just adorable. Oh. <laughs> oh. And look he's giving, tongue. oh, it looks like you're just giving her lots of love. Oh, we gave her lots of love. Lots and lots and lots of love. Oh, how precious. <laughs> All right, so enough of me, but yeah, that last picture that Alma showed me, she's literally rolling around and showing her belly, and she is just too cute. Tongue hanging out. Look at her profile. Oh my god, oh my god, Alma, that's the ugliest (laughs) I've ever seen in my life, but she's so cute. (laughs) It looks like somebody slapped the door on her face. 
talking about my grand puppy like that. <laughs> She's so oh, cute. Oh, God, I that's hysterical. My loves her. Oh, how precious. That's a big-ass tongue, man. It is really a big-ass tongue. It feels really weird because, you know, dogs usually have, like, this big old muzzle. Mm-hmm. And when she's coming up and she's, like, trying to lick your face, it's like... <laughs> you like her whole nose face. her whole nose and her mouth oh, and everything all at the same time is pressed all the way up against your face oh, it gosh. felt really weird i was like i don't even know what to think about this but <laughs> you're like i love her <laughs> oh no oh okay all right so all right. So what's your story about? Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so my story is going to be, and I'm going to completely mispronounce this, Malgadena Solis, the high priestess of blood. Wait a minute. Are we doing opposite day again? No. Oh, okay. It's a true crime story, baby, with really? a little bit of flair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Girl, you know I can't do paranormal. This just crazy. <laughs> me. I actually saw a scary movie last Well, I drunk saw a scary movie last night, so I don't really remember it. But um, my daughter was real scared, so that's that says something. You drunk saw a scary movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's like you wake up a little bit, and you're like, oh, that's just scary. I want to close my eyes for just a minute. And then... You wake up, it's a whole other scene. <laughs> it's a way to watch a scary movie. It's so much easier. Like a half hour goes by goes by in between shutting my eyes and opening up again. You actually just like pass out in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your defense mechanism kicking uh, you? It really is. <laughs> oh my god. All, All right. right. So as I've been doing the last couple episodes, I want to um, send thanks to Wikipedia, Bizarrepedia, and Murderpedia. <laughs> All the pedias. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm not spitting, um, but this sounds like it. Anyways, is Margadena Solis the high priestess of blood? Okay. Oh, Margadena. That was is? not even. That's Margadena. This is Margadena. Okay, like Magdalene. Spanish? Malga, Malga, I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> Same. It's what I was like. I want to fuck this up. So we're just going to go ahead and do Solis for the majority of her name. But oh, how about Hey Macarena? Hey Macarena. Ooh. Okay, maybe. Magdalena? Magdalena. Sure. <laughs> I just can't even. We'll get through this. We will, we will. Whiskey fueled storytelling. Okay, so in May 1963, in the small town of Yerba Buena, a small community near the city of Ciudad Victoria, Mexico, a 14 year old local boy named Sebastian Guerrero saw lights coming out of a nearby cave. As he wandered closer to the cave, he actually started hearing some bizarre noises. So, just pretty much, kid sees some shit curiosity gets the better of him so he starts walking over there as he looks inside the cave he actually froze in just absolute terror he silently witnesses the sacrifice of a poor pawn in the grand spiritual ritual of blood draining what the fuck yeah i told you okay what year is this 1963 shut the fuck up mm-hmm. okay okay so in absolute sheer terror 
he silently gets the fuck out of there, right. runs 15 miles That's to the closest. Huh? You're like trying to tippy toe out and you step on something that goes. <laughs> like, if you all turn around, <laughs> like run, Forrest, run. Sorry, okay. This it's okay. Not a, okay. It, it's not, we're not laughing at the problem. We're laughing at the running. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, but this poor 14 year old kid in just fucking absolute terror runs 15 plus miles to the closest town that has a police station um yerba let's see here no the town is called villa gran again which is is the closest police station around exhausted and in absolute shock he could only speak in jumbled words which you can understand he just ran 15 miles he just saw this fucking horrific crime scene so the only description that he's able to get out was a group of murders gluttonously drinking human blood like vampires what so what do the police do oh my god (laughs) um they start laughing at him they laugh at his babbling statements assume he was drugged or just a disturbed kid um so the next morning luis martinez offers to humor this kid decides to escort miss sebastian home and the process, he's going to let Sebastian show him where this cave were and where these vampires were at. That was the last day that Sebastian Guerrero and Luis Martinez were seen alive. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> so, back up a little bit. Back to 1962. Um, early 1963, Brother Santos, and I'm going to butcher this up, Cayeto Hernandez, devised a scam to take advantage of an extremely poor and unfortunately most uneducated people in the small town of Yerba Buena, which had a population of a little bit over 50. Oh, wow. So very, very small town. Super small. Um, They proclaimed themselves prophets and high priests of the powerful and exiled Inca gods. They told the people of the town, in return for their worship and tribune, the Inca gods would give them hidden treasures in the caves of the mountains surrounding the village. Many of the inhabitants of the Yerba Buena believed the brothers' claims of being Inca prophets. So, in the nearby caves where the Inca treasurers were allegedly hidden, the brothers organized a drug, drug-fueled orgies and treated many villagers, both men and women, as sex slaves. Oh, Of course, right? God. As the promised treasure failed to materialize, the townspeople began to voice discontent. So the high priests had to do something, right? Because they weren't going to lose this this thing they got set up. So at the next cave ritual, when the people came back to the next cave ritual, through a smoke screen, comes out the reincarnation of the Aztec goddess, and I'm going to butcher this up, Guatiki, Guateque, Guateque, Aztec goddess, Cotelique. You want to try this? No. Let me see it. I'll butcher it too. Uh, uh, Had it right? Okay. So, they represented the reincarnation of Aztec goddess Cotolique to stun cultists. Okay, so back up um, a little bit. Malgadena Solis was born in 1930 to an impoverished, dysfunctional family in Monterey, Mexico. She became an underage, underage prostitute to her pimp brother, um, Eliezer. Um, just because they were poor, they wanted to make ends meet. So he, of course, pimped her out. What else was a brother to do to a sister, right? Right. So. Naturally. 
so her this was her current this was her situation up until they met the Hernandez brothers brothers in 1963. With the people of Yerba Buena vocalizing frustration, the Hernandez brothers attempted to keep their scam alive. Went to Monterey, Mexico, to find some prostitutes um, to go to go along with the scam, and then to just to kind of to pretty much continue to fuck over the people that are following them. So at the next cave ritual, Malgadena appeared as a reincarnation, reincarnation of the goddess Quotique, and of course her brother, you know, going along beside her because you know obviously he's her pimp, became the third highest priestess of the cult, but just behind the two scumbag brothers, right? Unfortunately, um, nobody would expect what happened next. Of course, as they presented her as this goddess. She actually went into a complete psychosis delirium and actually believed she was a true goddess and soon took over the cult. She became known as the high priestess of blood. So she was believing her own bullshit. Pretty much. Says under her newly found persona, the rituals became grislier and and more perverse as Solis became enamored of consuming blood and sadomasochism. Let's not say that word. Sadomasochism. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that one, Alma. Okay. So during this time, the two members who had grown tired of the sexual abuse expressed desire to leave to, to leave the group. Obviously, because you know it's fucked up. So what she did is that she she actually summoned all the cult members. Before her and the high priest, she sentenced the two deserters to death as punishment for their betrayal. The cultists, um, who were too afraid to defy her, obliged her by lynching and condemning the pair. Oh, wow. So she took over. Pretty much. Oh, shit. Says after that, any dissenting cultist became a human sacrifice in her honor. After these first two murders, Solis' rituals evolved. So instead of simple orgies, she began to demand human sacrifices. She devised a blood ritual in which, in which the sacrifice, typically people who want to get away from them, was brutally beaten, burned, cut, and maimed by all the members of the cult. Thereafter, bloodletting was practiced. The blood was deposited in a cup mixed with chicken blood after the victim was made to bleed to death. Animal sacrifices and the use of marijuana and peyote were also practiced in these rituals. <laughs> Look on your face right now. <laughs> just I'm just like, saying. Blink, 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 blink. I know. I'm telling you. So, Solis drank from the chalice and then had it passed around first to the high priestesses, the Hernandez bro- the brothers, and then her brother, and then finally the other members. The belief was based on elements of Aztec mythology um, that they were supposed to give them supernatural powers, um, and in her case, it would keep her young forever. So she needed to drink that blood. The murders continued for the next six weeks, claiming four more lives, and by the time the final sacrifices took place, they reached the point of dissecting the heart of the victims alive before they bled out. What? It's like Indiana Jones. That creepy. I read that and I was like, oh no. I was going to like that. <laughs> Not like it, but I don't oh, want yeah, to see I'm your face. In <laughs> you would be <laughs> surprised. So... Back As to, I drink my blood red wine. <laughs> I know, right? 
peyote and marijuana was a gateway drug to sadomasochism. No <laughs> shit. I cannot say that vampirism. Okay, so back to the disappearance of the young boy and the um, police and the investigator. The police obviously realized that Mr. Martinez was gone. And so at that point they took the case seriously. They started talking uh, talking about a satanic cult and on May 31st in 1963, in conjunction with the army, the police deployed an operation in Yerba Buena. Elarzer and Magdalena Solis were surre- were arrested on a farm in the town in possession of considerable amount of marijuana. Santos Hernandez was shot by the police bullets while resisting arrest. Gallen, why I guess that, Gallentano Hernandez was a victim of his own lies. He was assassinated by one of the crazy members of his sect named Jesus, um, Jesus Rubio, who before the, before the crisis wanted to be part of the body of the high priestesses for protection. So... As the investigation went on, as the investigation went on, wow, wine, slurring, so. (laughs) Um, As the investigation um, went on, they actually found the the carved bodies of Sebastian Guerrero, the 14-year-old boy, and Officer Luis Martinez near the farm where the the brother and the sister were actually arrested. They had, they had removed the heart of the, of the investigator Martinez um, in, a, in an Aztec style sacrifice. They found um, they also found bodies dismembered of six other people in the vicinities of the caves. So um, Malgadena and Alarcer Solis were sentenced to 50 years in prison for only two homicides. Um, those of the 14-year-old Guerrero and the investigator Martinez, they were not able to confirm their participation in the other six murders because all the cult members arrested refused to testify. Well, they're terrified of her. No shit. Well, not only that, but if you remember, they actually took part in a lot of this as oh, well. Oh, wow. yeah, so, that's true. Um, I said many members of the sect were shot in the shootout with the police because... As they were armed, they barricaded they barricaded themselves in the caves. Let's try that again. Many members of the sect were shot in the shootout um, because their dumbasses hid in the caves. So um, those who were arrested were sentenced to 30 years in prison for six counts of murder in the form of a group or gang murder or lynching. Their illiterate and pauperized conditions served as migrating Wow, my gating? My jading? Mitigating? Mitigating. Let's go with that. So let's try that again. <clears throat> Their illiterate and pauper sized conditions served as my gating factors. That didn't make sense. What are pauper sizes? Pauper sizes is when you get up and you, I don't know. <laughs> and Richard Simmons kind of comes through and he's like, and one and one and two. No. So anyways, they were, they're poor. There's poor, they're illiterate and poor conditions served as my getting factors. And it wasn't until years and years later that some of the ex-cult members spoke, to, spoke of the horrors of, of what happened during that time. Ugh. And that is the story of the crazy, crazy High Priestess of Blood. There are no bounds to the crazy shit that happens in the world. No bounds whatsoever. I'm telling you, this shit, I mean, truth is definitely weirder than fiction sometimes. 
And then, like, the worst trope in scary movie culture is the cop that goes back to check things out always is the first one that gets killed, right? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Where was your radio, man? You know, the the worst thing about this, they literally thought that little boy was just being... Either he was drunk or he was just being silly or they didn't take well, anything mean, serious and the police is like yeah yeah i'll go send it and they end up cutting his motherfucking in, heart in out. all honesty if somebody came to you and said some shit like that you would think they were on drugs right sure but still that's not the point no i don't know if i would have went back i mean you know what i i very much believe in vibes or gut feelings so you know as he's approaching this area he had to have some sort of gut feeling saying, don't go in. Right. Not only that, but that little boy, I would have been like, fuck you. I ain't going in there. You yeah, can go check that out. he walked all the way in? Yeah. Oh, God. So. Yeah. Creepy as hell. Definitely. I, I thought that was going to be like a paranormal horror, paranormal horror story. I'm sure there's some uh, bad juju and residual energy yeah, that's left in that, in that area. Go go in that plane. Wow. <laughs> I won't be taking any planes (laughs) (laughs) to Yerba Buena. (laughs) No, 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 it's fine. I stay right here. (laughs) Do they even have a landing? I don't know. Well, it was in 63. Maybe there's more than 50 people there now. Wow, 50 people. I've been to birthday parties with more than 50 people. (laughs) I've had more than 50 people in my house. Wow. Okay. So. What is your story, my dear? (laughs) I'm, I've got another doll story. <gasps> no dolls. This is really payback, isn't it? I feel like it's a little bit payback, Alma. Well, I was going to do Dracula, Vlad the Impaler, mm-hmm. but I... Lost interest? I Yeah, I did. I just couldn't get into it. I know, and I think one of those, it has to be one of those stories that you want to research, otherwise your heart's kind of not in it, mm-hmm. and these poor people in my story's heart was gone. Okay. As we drink more blood. I mean wine. Sure. <laughs> Although, Alma, we are sacrificing this bottle of red we are. French it, wine. It willingly it's been properly aerated itself. and goes real well with chocolate. We're killing this bottle tonight. <laughs> All right. So, Robert the Doll. All right. You Damn, heard. Robert the Doll. No. <laughs> it just downed on me right now. <laughs> you know, he's like more than 100 years old. That 115 to be exact. That is no good, Alma. He currently resides at the Forest East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. He's in the United States? Yeah. Girl, they Where need to ship him was? somewhere else. <laughs> Y'all, he is too damn close. I don't know. In Florida. Somewhere across the ocean will be fine, fine, fine. Although maybe he got taken out by the storm. Oh, let's hope so. No, 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 no. We need to know where he's at. <laughs> I'm he's telling flo- you. He'll just float up on a beach somewhere. Yeah, but with our luck, it'll be California, and it's that much closer. No, thank you. Okay. So, he sits in his custom-made chair holding a stuffed lion and stares at you with his little inky black button eyes. Oh, no. Oh, my. He's three feet tall and wears a sailor suit and a cap. According to the museum website, he's stuffed with wood, wool, and uh, wood, wool. <laughs> wood wool. Wood wool. <laughs> he's stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior. Excelsior! <laughs> and his little sailor suit. Um, he once bore f- painted features not unlike those of the jester. 
Oh God, that is so. Oh, I don't know what's no. creepier: his jester face or his his pocked-looking face right now, or a jester face. Oh no, I'm probably gonna say now. <laughs> I don't know, because a jester face is pretty close to a clown face for me. So, <laughs> girl, but a fucked up, deteriorating clown face is no, no good. That's okay. much worse. And then we had to look at those pictures. Stop it! No, stop it now. I'm saying you just enjoyed that way too much. <laughs> and I did have nightmares, just so you know. Alrighty then. All right. Before he was, before that, he was the property of Robert Eugene Otto, an eccentric artist and member of the prominent QS family. The doll was originally manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany, and it was purchased by Eugene's grandfather while in Germany in 1904. And it was given to him as a gift for his eighth birthday. Why? Why does an eight-year-old boy want a three-foot doll in a sailor suit filled with evil? I don't think it was in a sailor suit when he got it. It changed clothes? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think he dressed it in something he wore. A sailor suit. God knows why. That's insane. (laughs) Was he a sailor? (laughs) Maybe he wanted to be a sailor. Oh, no, Alma. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, at first, Robert seemed just like a normal plaything. Him and Eugene were inseparable. He dressed him in one of his old sailor suits, and Eugene took Robert everywhere. I mean, everywhere. He carried this doll, and he talked to this doll, and he talked to this doll to other people like as if it was a living person next to him. Didn't which creep people his the parents f- out? I think it creeped everybody in general out. Like I said, in every chance he got, he spoke to the doll as if it were an actual human friend. He was often seen whispering to Robert, which is not abnormal. You know, kids whisper to their dolls, play things. Okay. Oh, Except no. that a deep voice was said to be heard responding oh, no. to the boy. Oh, stop. Stop the presses. <laughs> oh, no. Dean, can you go get me some chocolate milk? No. Oh, wait, that wasn't deep enough. Gene, go get me some chocolate milk. No. <laughs> oh, no, that's no good. And that wasn't even the creepiest part. As time progresses, the story gets even creepier. There would be the sound of violent commotions coming from Eugene's room in the middle of the night and almost on an almost nightly basis. Furniture could be heard being overturned, moved around. Toys would be found ripped apart. And when his parents would enter the room, they would find Eugene curled up and terrified in his bed. And still, he played with this doll and took it everywhere. And it was his best friend. He had like an unhealthy obsession with the doll. That is weird as shit. Why didn't the parents just take it away? I mean, in all honesty, well, walk into the room. Eventually, they do. Right, but, but if you walk in, okay, so if I'm walking into my 21-year-old daughter's room and there's some thrashing and there's a creepy fucking doll, I'm getting the doll, taking it the motherfucking house, outside, <laughs> burning it, and putting it in a box. Right. D- digging a hole, burying it. They may be overcoming that. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> all right, uh, and then like pouring salt all the way around it. Yes. Uh, let's see. Like I said, furniture could be c- heard. Furniture could be heard being overturned. Toys would be found ripped apart. When his parents would enter the room, 
they would find Eugene curled up and terrified in his bed. And then when they would ask him what happened, Eugene would insist that Robert did it. That is insane. <laughs> Robert did it. So do the parents just simply not believe the little boy? Well, I mean, they think he's just got an imaginary friend. He's acting out. I mean, in all honesty, Isaiah had... Um, did you ever watch Toy Small Soldiers? Yes. Okay. So he I had know. one of the Gorgonites. He had the the leader one, whatever his name, named Archer. Okay. And... Every time he took this freaking little monito around everywhere with him and he would talk to it. <laughs> and when we would ask him why something happened or whatever, he'd be like, Acha did it. Acha. Acha oh did it. <laughs> and me and Albert would be like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, Talia actually had one of those pillow dolls that she named Molly. And it was all grungy because apparently she was eating something next to Molly and stained her. No matter how many times I washed this damn doll, Molly's face was all full of shit. Um, and so if Talia told me that Molly was causing a ruckus, I would have put Molly in the oven and watched her burn <laughs> to Talia's absolute dismay and probably tear-filled rage. Right. But we didn't do that. Mm, girl. I mean, because, I get it. I Don't mean, get me wrong. I it get wasn't it. a haunted doll. I mean, just like he would blame everything on Acha. On Acha. Acha did it. <laughs> <laughs> Who dropped that plate? Acha did it. <laughs> oh, my God. If you knew her boys, you would totally think this is super cute. <laughs> oh, my God. And now he's like... Pr- but he's, he's not like three foot tall. Acha was no, not Acha three was foot like tall. No, Acha was like five inches. So and you wouldn't I wasn't wake up with Acha. Isaiah curled up in fucking terror no. while the the room was completely no. destroyed. Nope. Okay. So once a plumber who was working on the Otto family's home reported hearing the laughter of a child. Before Robert, the doll mysteriously moved across the room into a different chair. Oh no! Oh no! No! He was probably like, all right, fuck I'm your done. plumbing. <laughs> shit's fucked up. Call another plumber. Sorry. Get rid of that fucking doll. It's evil. Servants would be hired on and quit one right after the other because of things they attributed to Robert. To the point where Eugene's aunt um, banished Robert to the attic. Apparently, she passed away the same night she banished him to the attic. Girl, why do they send these things to the attic? Burn it. No idea. No idea whatsoever. As right. uh, was it that as Jurassic Park opening scene? Shoot him. Shoot, Shoot him. him. <laughs> Burn him. Burn him. Okay, you I'm might sorry. not don't say mean things about Robert. Mm-mm-mm. He's in Florida. <laughs> Stupid Robert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember Bubba? No, Don't forget Bubba. about Bubba. No, but Bubba's a whole different animal. But okay, well, this this is Robert. This is Bobby. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so she passed away the same night she banished him to the that attic. That is insane. Even though he'd been banished to the attic, Robert would still make his presence known oh, as he was frequ- frequently heard moving around in the upstairs portion of the house. And his footsteps would also be heard in places of the house that were completely empty and his laughter could be heard at night. That is insane. Yeah. Oh more of, my God, more of a that giggle. That totally freaks me out. I'm freaking out right now, Alma. 
I'm freaking out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think you're sorry. I I might not be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So according to some accounts of the doll, the doll also has the ability to change facial expressions and make items move around from place to place. What did you just say? It changes facial expression. Oh, no, Alma. (laughs) I thought it couldn't get any worse. Oh, it gets worse. Some versions of the story say that the young girl, that a young girl of Bahamian descent gave Otto the doll as a gift. Uh, apparently she was like a a servant. Okay. And she got fired and it was revenge. So as retaliation for wrongdoing and still another story claims uh, Robert moved voodoo figurines around a room and is aware of what is going on around him. Oh my God, that's creepy as hell. Yeah. So there's like all these different versions of the story floating around. So I kind of so try to piece like them a, all together. And I'm sorry. Um, so there's a different version, like besides a grandpa bringing it from Germany, or is it they think yeah. after he brought it from Germany, the servants in the house? No, no, no. That one version is that the grandfather brought it from Germany, okay. and the other one is that the servant gave it to him. And it's more of a voodoo doll than anything. It has that's, black magic attached to it. That's no bueno. So yeah. It depends on, you know, what you're reading, what story you're getting. That's insane. Those freak me out. Eventually, Gene grows older, of course, and goes to Paris to study art, and he meets his wife. Otto married Annette Parker in Paris on May 3rd, 1930. The couple returned to the Ohio family home in Key West to live there until Otto died in 1974. He kept Eugene propped up in a window of his house. What the fuck?! School children and almost anyone walking past the property would say that they often saw the doll disappear from sight before appearing again before their eyes. Like it was playing hide and seek or something. Oh my god. That is insane. Yeah, that is and people would insanity. like actually go out of their way not to be spied by Gene. Like they would go out of the, walk out of their way to not pass by the house. That's insane. Because this doll is looking down at them. Why does he even have this doll still? I just don't get that. Because it, it had this hold on him. It had this weird. He was as, he was the golem to that on. ring. Yeah, something. Yeah, my precious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what Robert says. Many people avoided the house entirely so they could um, avoid Robert. Annette, Eugene's wife, was said to detest Robert, and I I mean I can't imagine why. A grown man and a doll. I'm going to say that's pretty uh, yeah. accurate. I mean, he built like an adjacent room that right next to their room. But before he did that, one of the stories said that he actually had Robert in his room. In their room. Oh my God. Staring that is them down. the weirdest fucking fetish of life. <laughs> oh no. All through his marriage, Eugene was very much attached to his doll, and soon enough, after the reunion, he and Robert once again became near inseparable. This drove drove Annette a little crazy, especially when Robert started to live in the bedroom with the couple. He would sit in a chair in the corner while they slept. Fuck that. And did other things. Can you imagine that? No. uh -uh. No. I have my limits. (laughs) First of all, I would have been out with, hi, honey, this is my man doll. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna stay with us in our room say what no i would have been like wow i have to go right now <laughs> i'm sorry I... i'll be sending you the divorce papers in the mail please sign them 
Eventually, she asks that Robert be banished to the attic again. <laughs> Back to the attic for Robert. Naturally, he didn't take particularly kindly to this, and so Robert, the haunted doll, once more placed demands on Eugene, requesting... The doll is requesting a t- the turret room, room of the house because he wanted a room with a view. This is the room where he looks out at everybody. A Ex- view of the street. Can you imagine him explaining that to his wife? Honey, 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 I'm, I'm so sorry. I know sorry. you want to put him in the attic and put him in a box. But Robert needs a room with a view. He wants to stare at all the unwitting passersby and like... And play the hide and seek with all those young kids. Uh, oh, no. No, honey. No. He wanted a room with a view and the street. Dean spent all of his time in the turret room with Robert, painting and talking to his doll, until his death in 1974. Some accounts say that Jean becomes abusive to his wife, Annette, and she eventually died insane because of the cursed doll. Um, whether this is true or not, when Jean died in 1970. 1970- 74 Annette was sane enough to get out quickly and leave Robert behind. It is said that Jean Otto's will stipulated that the house could be leased, but that Robert should be left in peace. So Robert had to come with the house. That is insane. Yeah. The next tenants had to deal with some issues too. Um, Robert stays lost and forgotten until he was found by a new family and their 10 year old daughter. Before long, the new family would have the same troubles with Robert as Otto's did. The daughter would wake the house up, screaming, claiming the doll was alive and moving around the room, causing trouble. In later interviews with the girl, now a middle-aged woman, she claimed Robert wanted to kill her. So it was back to the attic for Robert the doll. Why is nobody fucking literally burning this doll and throwing him away? Oh my god! It's bizarre to me that they just keep throwing him in the attic. I, like, get rid of the doll. I mean, was he valuable at this point? No. I mean, was there some sort of I mean, this hesitation is a whole brand new family, so they don't to... have any kind of, like, attachment to the doll, right? I mean, was it a stipulation of their lease at that point in time? I don't Who know, knows? but that's weird as fuck. <laughs> I would be like, I don't know what happened to that doll. It was here. It walked away. It, it ran it away. It literally walked away. I have no idea what happened to and it. And, you know, like... Why wouldn't you believe that, considering everything else it has done to this no point? No shit. Now, I wonder, did the family even know the history of this doll? I don't know. I don't okay. think they did. Um, Myrtle Reuter purchased the auto home in 1974. She became Robert's companion and kept him when she moved to Von Fister Street six, year later, six years later. In 1994, she donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. No shit. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. How long did she keep this doll? Well, as long as she was in it. It sounds like four years. So Myrtle died a few months later, but Robert remained active. Later, Robert would eventually move to the East Martello Museum where he had a new friend, Leo the Stuffed Lion. Oh, no. (laughs) Just see my face right now. (laughs) That's the lion that you see him holding like a stuffed animal. That's that's what you see him with. No, I don't see those pictures all my... (laughs) Well, but I'm sure you you're going to post that, aren't you? You will. <laughs> um, although he's kept behind glass, the museum claims it's for his own safety as well as for the safety of the visitors. The museum staff have claimed that Robert will be found in the morning in a different position when he was left than he was left the night before on closing. And psychics have also found that Robert has his own aura. Nothing evil, but rather that he's mis- misunderstood. This aura has been photographed. 
Staff has all cla- also claimed that footsteps have been heard around the museum at night and no apparent explanation for the noise that Robert's expression for the noise and that Robert's expression has been known to change in fr- in front of them from neutral to nasty in the blink of an eye. Oh my god. <laughs> that. No. No, 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 no. Evidently his curse is still present and can be put on those who visit him. We aren't going there. If you make fun of him or don't ask permission before taking his photo, bad things may start to happen. In the museum stuck to the wall behind Robert are numerous letters written by those who believe they are touched by his curse. Thousands. These letters ask for forgiveness in the hopes of lifting the bad experiences they have suffered after. Since not giving Robert the respect he demand demands there are over 1000 letters in total and the museum ke- there are over 1000 letters in total and the museum keeps and catalogs all catalogs all of them for future reference another interesting tidbit the key west house that belonged to otto is a bed and back is now a bed and breakfast known as the artist house this house is one of the historic gems of the island and is much talked about both for its architectural beauty and also the ghost that resides there. So there's also a ghost in the house. Oh, how did he split himself? I don't know. It says the house is built on three levels with the turret room being located as the uppermost floor. This king size bedroom comes with a warning. A ghost in the room. A woman in a wedding dress has been seen in the room at the top of the stairs. She slowly descends them before disappearing. Also, the museum where Robert the Doll now resides was designed by Jean, who had become a prominent artist on his own of his own no. right. Yeah, that's an, that's a trip. No, Alma, no, no pictures, man. That is insane. Let me see the picture. That is a, oh no, oh no, I that's a fucked up face. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah, very crazy. So everybody's pretty much done Robert the Doll. So I figured we'd add, add our little voices to the to the fray. There you go. Have you That's watched, crazy, huh? Have you watched any good scary movies lately? <laughs> that fucking one that I saw earlier, oh, that I saw yesterday, but no, not really. I actually kind of The wanted, one you didn't watch that you drunk watched? That I was drunk watched. Best way to watch a scary movie, especially for me, because I couldn't tell if it was evil. If it would have been aliens, I would have been in, but I couldn't quite tell, and Sergio really wanted to watch it. So, um, my friend, my, one of my best friends, actually introduced me to a drink. Um, it was gin and tonic initially, but the gin actually was barreled in whiskey barrels for a couple months, so it gave that whiskey taste. So, I just bypassed the gin because I like whiskey. I love whiskey. And so um, I just started doing whiskey and tonics. Well, if people who don't know, and I'm going to give you my professional alcoholics advice. Um, if you drink if you drink anything with any sort of carbonation, it actually increases the absorption of the alcohol. So while I'm drinking my very carbonized tonic with my nice whiskey... I only have a couple drinks and I'm like, (laughs) so, um, I pour heavy in whiskey, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So anyways, besides that though, I do kind of want to, I would like to watch since I'm off this week with Talia, if she's 
willing um is i do want to watch that black christmas the whole um genre of 80s slasher films just because i i don't know what's wrong with me i can't do spirits <laughs> but killing's fine apparently <laughs> How about um, you, Alma? Any good, any good shows? Well, any actually, good movies? Actually, um, to get my mind off of the whole Serena situation, mm-hmm. I uh, started watching The Haunting of Hill House. It's on Netflix. It's um, a series. Okay. It's really good. Really? I actually yeah. saw that like come across my Netflix this morning, and then I quickly turned off my Netflix. Yeah, it's like, I love a good story, and, yeah. they, and they're telling the story pretty, pretty well. And then um, I also watched The Witch. I have never watched it before. Is it on Netflix or? Uh, it was on Netflix. Okay. But I think it, it might be on a few other things. It might be on um, Amazon, Amazon or Hulu. Yeah. But that was really? the creepiest shit I've watched in a while. I can't do wish it. Wow. I can't do witches. Um, although I did watch The Vampire Diaries and a lot of witch stuff happened. So I'm kind of. <laughs> but not the really freaky like. No. Yeah, girl, that was. Blur that Witch I don't think Project you would watch that. freaked me the fuck out like on a reel like I had to get up and I'm like I want to finish watching this movie but I don't want to do it at, in dark right. at nighttime. well it was like a rainy weekend so it was a great weekend in Arizona this weekend to like scary movies for me like I light the candles around the house and Ooh, get uh, in the mood and yeah but no clowns absolutely no fucking clowns <laughs> no no I, I still haven't watched it Albert me tried neither. to get me to watch it and I'm like no. Sergio's the same way. He's I like, we should one. watch it. I'm no. like, no, thank you. Sorry. I'm good. <laughs> Anything else? No, I think that's it. We did our wine. We did our whiskey. We did our chocolate with strawberries, um, which paired really well with this wine, even though, like I said, it's supposed to go with dark chocolate, but no, wine's it, wine. No, really it's well. magic juice. <laughs> Apparently you I don't have know turned that... French. <laughs> this wine makes me turn French. <laughs> I'm told oh they can't you know all those French people that whole two people that probably follow us, but oh, wait, and... oh speaking of I mean this is episode thirteen for mm-hmm. us and like I've been watching like all the stats and stuff. Okay. And I'm like surprised at the places people are actually listening to. Really? Us. Yeah. We have a couple of listeners in Sweden. Nice. Um, the UK. Hi. Sweden South and Africa. UK. South Africa. Hello. That surprised me. Um, one in Saudi Arabia, which I was like, what? So it might be somebody based out there. I don't okay. know. And if I'm not, just... whatever. Hello. And then Welcome. we're all, all over the United States. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, wow. People are actually listening to us, which makes it a little scarier. Yeah, it does kind of freak me out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So as soon as 13. the it's funny, because as soon as the microphones go on, it's like I can't speak. I know. Vocabulary we're here, like, out the door. around and cracking up as soon as the microphones go on. We're like, like that's all, folks. Anyway, so I guess I guess that's all for tonight. Yeah, and all those people that are listening, whether it be on our home soil of the USA or overseas, thank you um, for listening. We appreciate it, and we seriously appreciate it. Definitely. And we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry for anything we need to be sorry for. We drink a lot sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. So, um, but yeah, thank you all, and have a great night. I'm Yvette. I'm Alma. This is Tipsy Tales. Good night. Good night. 
guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Biscata. Artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.